Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast. And today I have my friend from Iowa, Brad Barberon. Brad is the CEO and founder or co-founder of Cabin Coffee Company up in Iowa. Uh, Brad started off with one coffee shop and grew to many. So he's going to tell us his story of how he got to where he's at and really how he grew this, this business. So Brad, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, Jeff. My honor, sir. I love, I, we had a great conversation a few weeks ago, and I just could not wait to tell your story on here. So why don't we start with that? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, how you ended up where you at or where you're at there in Iowa, and because you're you're a fellow Texan, so got to get that yeah. out. Uh, yep, but how you sure. got up there and how, how, how you got to where you're at today. Well, great. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it all began really back in Garland, Texas, back in around 1973, I was coming back, uh, and I remember this very vividly, what my orthodontist was over off the Saturn Road, okay, and uh, so we were, we got out of the orthodontist, and we're, my mother and I were going home, and I was complaining about my braces, you know, I had braces, you know, when you're a kid, they, they tighten them, and oh, it would hurt, and and I don't really remember exactly how the transition came about, but my mother said, she said, you know, I'm really appreciative of the founders of the Dallas Morning News and Channel 8. <laughs> and I said, Mom, what does that have to do with my braces? And she said, well, she said, you know, if they wouldn't have started this business, me and you may not have a roof over our heads, food to eat, or clothes on our back. Mm-hmm. Now I was about 12 at the time. And so we're, we're riding home and I go and my friends and I used to hang out this, this little 7-Eleven off Centerville Road and Garden. Okay. So, and the reason I'm being very specific about these places is because people need to remember that there's seeds that are planted in their life mm-hmm. almost every day. And these seeds, we need to take a look at them to see if we need to nurture them and water them and, and enrich them for us to be able to grow. And so I remember going over there, me and my friends, we were, we we're 12 year old boys, you know, we thought we were something else, you know, we, <laughs> we go in the 7-Eleven, we get a big old Slurpee and we get some cupcakes and go sit on the back transformer of the 7-Eleven and see who was driving by, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I remember telling my friends, you know, one of these days I'm going to own my own business. And they said, well, why? And I told them about what my mother said. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, ever since that day, I, I, I had a dream of owning a business. Okay. So let's fast forward 40 years. Okay. 35, 40 years. I was 12. I was 41 when we started. So it was 30 years. I was 
41 when my wife and I started Kevin Coffee. So when my wife and I thought about opening, uh, well, we live in this town called Clear Lake, Iowa, which is north central Iowa. And it's a it's a tourist town. Lots of folks from Minneapolis, lots of folks from Des Moines, okay. Omaha come here during the summer. There's The town is built around the lake. Looks like a little Norman Rockwell town. It's just nice. drop dead gorgeous. And so anyway... Uh, we thought if we could think of the right business in downtown Clear Lake, we would be successful. So one day we were down in Des Moines and we came out of this bagel and coffee shop and we thought, you know, there's not a specialty coffee shop in downtown Clear Lake. Mm-hmm. So we thought that would be pretty successful. And we always loved log homes. So Jeff, we would we would clip out, we would cut out bedrooms and dining rooms and bathrooms and kitchens of these log homes that we love because we're going to build one one day. And so we decided to uh, make it a cabin feel. So we're on the way home. It's two hours from Des Moines to Clear Lake. And and we're kicking out all these names. And my seven-year-old daughter, we're talking Lodge Cabin Coffee, blah, blah, blah. And my daughter just said Cabin Coffee Company. We thought, hey, that's got a good click. Pretty simple. So literally on the way home, we decided to do it. In two months, we had a business plan. We got a we found a location, got the business plan, was approved by the bank and the SBA. But the day we were approved, the day I got laid off. <laughs> and so that was a bummer. So uh, anyway, that was part of the plan for me to have income. But the guy that I knew that was building these hotels for me was on this board for this ethanol plant. So they hired me as a consultant to oversee the development of the ethanol plant. Well, they paid me a lot of money for that. And so when that was about over, my wife and I decided, hey, let's do this little cabin coffee gig. So we found a better location, didn't have to borrow as much money. So we went. So so my mother was up one weekend and my mother was totally against us doing this business. You've got to have a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, mother, I said, I really need your support emotionally. I mean, it's really important. In fact, right now I'm talking about still almost brings me to tears. You know, she's Mm -hmm. passed away now. But anyway, uh, well, she said she always called me sweetie. She said, well, sweetie, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, I said, mom, I said, you know, I know you're very conservative. She always had this job for the Dallas Morning News. Did great. She was telecommunications administrator there for I don't know how many years and retired from there. And uh, and I said, well, it's just important. I said, you know, mom, you're really the reason I'm opening this store. And she says, what do you mean? It's all your fault. It's all your fault. Because and I told her that story, you know, about on the way home from North Adonis and her appreciating the folks that decided to, you know, do the, you know, uh, start the Dallas Morning News. And then Channel 8 came along, you know, there, WFAA in the Metroplex. But anyway, uh, she said, I told you that story. I said, yes, mother. I said, that's why I'm doing this. And so we, we, uh, my wife did all the due diligence work and found a great supplier for our coffee equipment, our sauces and syrups. And we have all the Cadillacs of all the sauces and syrups. My wife said, you know, if we're going to do this, we want to do it first class quality. No, no skipping. And we're going to roast our own coffee. I said, well, sweetheart, we can't roast our own coffee. We can't afford to buy a roaster. She said, we cannot afford not to because we can buy our green coffee right? And roast it and fresh roasted coffee tastes, uh, you, you can, it's much fresher. This it's like bread. You know, when yeah. you eat bread right out of the oven, it's better. The longer, you know, after it's baked the or the, the distance there from time you eat it from time it's baked. Uh, if it's a week old, it's not as good. Coffee is exactly the same way. Okay. So we, we, uh, 
she did all the due diligence. We bought all our log furniture from mostly up from northern Minnesota, put it together. The first weekend we opened, it was Christmas by the lake. Tens of thousands of people are here to watch this per lighted parade at night. Couldn't be better and timing. It's freezing cold, brother. It's like 15 degrees out, you know, I mean, literally cold. And that was the second day we were open, Jeff. And we had a line out the door around the corner. And all these kids were wanting these hot chocolates. Sure. And we were making all these hot chocolates and lattes. And people were just so thrilled to have this new store in our little town. And I remember walking out that day after taking the last bit of trash out. And I'm thinking, okay, God, if this doesn't work, just today was just a great ride to see all the smiles on these families' faces coming in here and getting a hot chocolate and watching Santa Claus, yeah. you know, being pulled by a set of horses down, down Maine. And so, but we always dreamed, Jeff, we would want more than one because I worked for Applebee's for a number of years in Hellsburg Diamond in their development construction department. My wife had a great uh, career in retail and sales. And so that's really a lot of the reason we're successful is my wife's experience. I know you're visiting with me, but mm. most of the credit goes to my lovely wife. And, uh, but anyway, we just made a great team. Yeah. And so we knew we wanted more than one. And so two years and three months later, thank goodness we were open, had enough cash flow and everything to open up a second store in Mason City, Iowa. Okay. And we did that for one purpose, for us to be able to franchise stores. We knew that people right. needed to see something in a bigger community. So we opened it up by the Walmart. And within nine months, we got our first franchise. Nice. Uh, and then from then on, it's, you know, it's, it's history. Are we able to, so in all these different markets, were you able to kind of keep that cabin feel throughout the entire market? Absolutely. Or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that was one thing that, you know, in fact, I'm glad you brought that up because this is a lesson for people that are starting their own business or whatever, and they have their, you know, their dream. You know, when we were getting ready to do it here in Clear Lake, they really didn't want us to put logs on the face because it's more of a nautical feel here in Clear Lake. I said, well, yeah. I can't have a nautical feel and have a cabin coffee. Yeah, it's just not going to work. You got to have... You got to have a warm, friendly atmosphere and you got to be able to visualize if you're thinking of a cabin coffee, well, it's not going to look nautical, right, on the outside or inside. So the brand's got to come from the inside of your soul all the way out to your products, your retail, your furniture, your fixtures, everything, your cups, you know. And uh, so anyway, we got that passed and everything uh, went through really well. And so... Now, we've had stores like in Blairsville, Georgia, we took over a, a filling station, okay. but we still were able to do a few little accents. It's a brick building, but we were still able to do little accents to make it look like a cabin coffee. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, you know, for for those out there, you know, because the, uh, part of our audience are people who are thinking about starting businesses, but the other part of our audience, people that are in businesses, and okay. quite often they're they've painted themselves into a corner. What was the what was the the biggest challenge to that second store of making that that first jump to the new market? Right. The, the, I think the biggest challenge in that was uh, how we were going to design that second store to okay. be more efficient. And I got to tell you, we screwed up. <laughs> the second store. 
Okay, we only kept that for five years and we relocated and bought a, bought a building in, 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 in same place in Mason City. So, the, but, but I'll tell you what, I say that, but the biggest screw up was my wife was right. We should have kept our original design. It worked out well, our bar flow, how our bar was set up. Okay. We made it too big in that second store and we had to walk too much. And so mm -hmm. it wasn't efficient. So we had to have too many people working in the store. Okay. Because we spread the kitchen out too much. That's always the the challenge. I mean, I know when we opened our second co-working space, you know, it you you think, okay, well, this one, I, I was always restricted by the the other place. And then okay, so I've got a much bigger canvas to paint in the new place. Yeah. And you know, realizing that if we made it so massive that you know we, we had a hard time filling the space because we just had sure. To, too much space and not enough people inside that space. And there's, you know, in, in our world, it's something, it's something about there's a tipping point when you reach enough people in the building, there's a certain energy that's palpable in the, in the room. And until you get that to that level, it feels like a library and people don't want to come. And so you have to get to that tipping point. It's the same with our cabin coffees. Yeah. I tell you what, our, if, if somebody were to tell me, well, I want to go bigger, you don't have to necessarily go bigger to get just as much business and it feels more vibrant and yep. energetic and a lot more synergy. Yeah. So it's the exact same way, Jeff. At what point, uh, you know, because I mean, the biggest part about a franchise is really that system. You know, I mean, you're basically selling the system. So, you know, at what point did you feel comfortable to say, okay, we've got this tightened up to where we can now really start to grow our franchises? Yeah. You never really know, but we worked at it from the very beginning with our first okay. store. Okay. We kept really good training guides, and my wife was very confident and competent on training. Now, I got to tell you, from where we were at then to now, it's like the difference between night and day, as far as it is east as it is west, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but we still have a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we kept up with it, and, and okay, and here's the other thing, you know, we don't, Angie and I just didn't get anywhere because me and Angie, we were so blessed to have so many other people around us that offered their help, sure. that, that had their suggestions. We had this lady named uh, Charla uh, that uh, moved from, from Colorado here to Iowa, and she's a technical writer. Okay. And Angie was putting together our first uh, training manual for our for a franchisee. We had one, but we had to get it all concise. Sure. And Charlotte comes up to Angie and says, Oh, you need a you need a, a portal. And Angie, now this would have been in 2007. And okay. Angie says, What do you mean by a portal, Charlotte? She <laughs> says, Well, on your website, we can put all your training materials on a portal and people can access that. And, and Angie said, You can do that for us. And she said, Yeah. <laughs> so Angie handed Charla are training materials and man she went to work on making that much better much more concise and we put a portal on there and we still use that now our franchise information portal everybody has access to it sure. to get all anything they need from uh, w-2 forms to you know to our our uh, i-9 forms to training materials to you know, any of any, any information they need is on to, to operate that store is on our fifth. That's awesome. And that, yeah. that, I mean, that's always the thing I hear about franchises. I mean, they're, you know, you, you live or die by that, 
the systems that you put in place. You know, you and, do. and if you're not, if you don't do a good job of that, you've got people going 10 different directions. And, right. And, and it stretched us a lot yeah. too, Jeff, you know, like, you know I mean? Cause you think, Oh my gosh. I and mean, there were times, man, we were tied on money, brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that first year or two, Angie and I, oh, we only had our house payment. That's all we had. Yeah. And we were, and so we only paid ourselves for our house and everything else we put right back in that company because mm-hmm. it was like a lion that first year. We still had to pour money into it because we had to add on to the kitchen. We didn't make sure. it big enough. Yeah. And then we n- noticed, hey, we better have our own cups. So the our food supplier back then, we didn't buy enough to where they did it. So we went out and got a loan and bought 250,000 cups, <laughs> logo cups, and put them down in our basement under cabin coffee. And within nine months, though, we were able to buy our building. We had a we we leased it for a per, now we didn't buy it cash. We didn't have the cash to pay yeah, for it. Course, but, but at least we had a good enough cash flow to where we could show the bank where the bank loaned us the money to buy the yeah. building. And but anyway, uh, you know that those first few years were lean, brother. Oh. But 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 then the other thing then, and you know, we haven't we started that to do the uh the franchising, thank goodness we ran and we found a great attorney Okay. and our accountant we already had. So, so we had some really good people guiding us. So it was just a little bit of Angie and I, and God bless all the other smart people around us mm-hmm. that were able to help us grow, you know, yeah. and, and do the right thing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's, that, that's really too. the truth. I, I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. Um, I want to yeah. hire the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> so. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, what's new in the world of cabin coffee here? Well, there's several things. You know, one of the things that that is one thing that we're reacting to is, you know, when COVID hit. Yeah. We have many of our stores thrive. Thank you, Lord, for drive-thrus. <laughs> that saved us. So that was one thing that we had to put more effort into. So a friend of mine that owns a Chick-fil-A in Rochester, mm-hmm. we called him down and to meet with our leadership team to okay. ask him. And they, he didn't share any private information, but he shared with us what Chick-fil-A is doing uh, going forward on this change, this fundamental change, not just in the United States, but worldwide with this yep. COVID and what we can do to to not just survive, but to thrive. And so we put a lot more resources in our point of sale system. We got an online app right away. And, and, uh, and we, most of our stores thrived because people still wanted to get out, at least go through the drive-thru, you know, get something and have something to drink and say hi to somebody. And and And, it's the ultimate no touch environment. You're, you're automatically separated from each other. So. Right. And another thing that's fundamentally changed back in the early 2000s, our number one selling drinks were coffee, lattes, and mochas. Okay. Now, our number one selling drink are our cold drinks, our frappes and smoothies. They outsell our hot drinks, even in the wintertime, even up here in Iowa and Minnesota, believe it or not. It just blows me away. And so we're having, we are redesigning our kitchens, our existing kitchens, to have a double cold station in every one of those. Okay, interesting. And we are getting a new app uh, installed. Now we have online, but we're getting our app 
ready and getting ready to launch that. And so the last thing we're doing is, you know, we're, we, Jeff, we've been in more smaller markets. Okay. We're, uh, you know, uh, and, and, but now we're in the Nashville uh, area and the Indianapolis area. And we're finding those two areas to be very fruitful for us. Okay. And so we're hiring a gentleman, a, a franchise developer, uh, subcontracting with him beginning next month. Nice. And we're going to do some multi franchises. We're going to go out instead of just owner operators that we have now, we're going to go out in these larger markets and, and sell like we go to Kansas City and they'll they'll end up opening 10 stores there. So master and, for those markets. Yeah. It, nice. Exactly. Exactly. And but they won't we won't open 10 at one time, Jeff. We'll only okay. open like one and then in 18 months we'll open up another one. Makes sense. Because we still have to build our foundation deep and wide to be able to support all the growth. So we don't want to go too hard too fast. Yeah. Now do you still roast all your own beans like in the different spaces or do you do that more as a commissary and and spread it out to everybody we we do we okay so it's a great question all of our stores have their own roaster and okay. they roast all their own coffee with the exception of the espresso we roast the espresso here in our support center which that's where i'm talking to you at now at okay. is and and then we ship that to them weekly okay yep and we buy all the retail uh and some other just general things that they need for their stores. We keep a few extra pieces of equipment in case something goes bad that we can ship to them out here at our support center. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 I even heard that if, if somebody really wants cabin coffee, that they can order it. Online. They can. Nice. Online. They can. And, you know, you need to help me find a franchisee in Texas, brother. <laughs> <laughs> to throw that in there the austin area is just and, right for it bud i mean this well is and when people see our stores and i don't know if you looked online or not but if, when you go in our stores they see all these stars yeah and and the way it looks we got saddles people can sit on western saddles our slogan is just be happy and have fun we have that trademark hmm. so they think hmm this must be from texas yeah. well i guess in a way it is but it was my wife's idea about the star not me okay. yeah so yeah yeah you just kind of, yeah, they popped it in there. Well, I just say it's the North Star. We'll just go with that. The right? North Star. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but it's also the Lone Star, too. We get, There's a little it bit is. of in there, too. I'm still a Texan through and through, brother. Through and through, always can't. will be. So Yes, sir. Yes, you take sir. the boy out of Texas, can't take the Texas out of the boy. So Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, are we ready for the fast five questions, my friend? I guess we are, brother. Boy, those are hard questions, but they're great. We got this. All right. Yeah. So first one, you wake up in the morning. Business is yeah. gone. You still have all the information in your head. 500 bucks, laptop, computer, place to live and food. What are you going to do first? Well, I've got this other little passion that you haven't heard of yet. Okay. That I love. I've got this little nonprofit called United to Serve with Passion and Purpose. Okay. And it's a it's a group that I started uh, several years ago when I was asked to run for Senate in okay. in Iowa State Senate. Our our governor at the time asked me to run, and my wife freaked out, so I didn't do it. So what I would do is I would kick off that United to Serve and go out and speak. What it's about, it's about helping people find their talents and gifts, okay. okay, because everybody has them, and we all have our talents, God-given talents and gifts, 
and utilizing those, finding those and utilizing those that value not only themselves, but others. A lot of people need inspiring encouragement. I believe that we're all here for a divine purpose. And my belief is the fundamental part of it is, is we're supposed to uh, honor God with all our strength. And number two, we're supposed to love one another mm-hmm. and help one another out. So that would be what I would do. I would start some speaking engagements and going out there and having some classes and educating people to help dig deep on what what they have to offer because everybody is precious in this world mm-hmm. and everybody has some talents and they just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, we, so that's what I would do. So it probably wouldn't even be cabin coffee then. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, we're going to get along well because that's my passion and love too. So we, we need to figure out how to work together on that piece of it. Okay, good, good. What's uh, what's the biggest mistake you've ever made in business? You got to choose one. Uh, do what? You have to choose just one. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I and thank you for giving me this ahead of time. And, and you know, I don't know if there's really only, it's, I don't mean this egotistically, I made so many, I can't even figure out which ones. I can't even pick one. But I think the, I think the main thing is it, it goes deeper than that. It's just, you know what? I should have talked to God a lot more. Mm-hmm. And looking for the wisdom to be able to make good decisions. That I think is my biggest mistake. Because I'm, I don't know, is that a good enough answer? I don't. That, that works fantastic. That's a wonderful answer. I, I, yeah. <laughs> because I made too many. Yep. And uh, yeah, I made too many. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I've always said if you leave it up to God, he's got a really good sense of humor and he'll, uh, he will certainly throw things in your path that you weren't expecting. If, if you're not very explicit about what you want. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh. All right. What is a good book that you would recommend for our audience? Gosh, okay. You know, back in the 90s, when I was with Pelsberg, okay. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen okay. Covey. I love it. I still use some of those today. So this is my, so I've had a, I've had a love-hate relationship with, with the book. Um, okay. I, I love the principles, but I'm, I, by nature, I'm a, I'm a literature. I, I have a degree in psychology and minor in English literature. So bad writing just drives me crazy. And I uh-huh. think I tried reading that book at least 10 times and could not okay. get past the first few chapters. So finally, one of my friends said, you know what, you just got to, you got to get past all that and just get into the principles. Once I did that, oh, this makes sense. I love this. It's just that yeah. first probably three chapters of him rambling on about things that really aren't useful. Right. It, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I love the seven principles. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I've got a group of, of uh, business owner buddies of mine, and we're actually going through that book this year. Uh, we, we It's kind of a book club and, and we take a book and we kind of dissect it and then utilize those principles and keep each other on track every, uh, yeah. every, you know, couple months here as we're going through a book. And, and that's the one we're working on right now. That, that was the one that Danny said, you've got to read it. Yeah. We're going to use this in the, in this, in the book club thing. And I said, I can't do this. You're saying, oh no, not again. Not re- yeah. There's, it's on my list of books that I couldn't stand. But uh, like I said, I, I just stepped past the first few chapters and, and got into the meat of it. Um, and I have no patience, so I don't, I don't have patience to wait for somebody. 
but uh, but yeah, I totally agree with it. It is really the the principles are fantastic, and you yeah. know it's like seven habits, but there's so many other pieces that are part of that. There is, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a wonderful book. But there's a lot more. I'm reading one right now called "Thanks a Thousand. Oh, nice. It's about gratitude. Okay. Oh my gosh, it is just amazing. So if people are looking for some joy in their life, just look for the things that they can be thankful for. And it might make them feel a little better, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I tell you, gratitude is such a it's such an important thing. And I think it's it's one of those things that people don't realize how important it is and, and yeah. how it can really change your life. You know, it, it's it's tough for a lot of people to to have joy and you're never going to have joy if you don't appreciate the things around you and appreciate the people around you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's a good tool you use in your business that you might recommend for, for our audience? Uh, I always say I use a, more electronic tools, but uh, I've heard on this, I've heard everything from a yellow legal pad and a pencil to some fancy electronic some gizmo. So. Yeah, tool. Does it have to be a physical one? Nope. Absolutely not. Okay. I think the biggest tool for me with our team is when I come in here, I have a positive attitude. I really do. Yeah. I think that trumps almost anything. You know, in the morning, I want to be happy. I want to say hi to all our employees. I want to acknowledge them. And I screw up. And by golly, they got a lot of grace for me. Thank you, team members. But I definitely want to have a positive. I think the biggest tool for me is having a positive attitude. Uh, and that's and the tool you have with you. That light. Yeah, it's the tool you yeah, can be that light in every day. That's that's awesome. That is the yeah. first time I've ever heard that. And I think that's one of the best answers I've ever heard for this. Well, thank you. Thank you. So if someone wants to get in contact with you or, or find you guys, what's the what's the easiest place to find you? Uh, just, you know, my email or our website, okay. you know, brad.b at cabincoffee.net, brad.b at cabincoffee.net or cabincoffeecompany.com all spelled out. Yeah. Either one of those two are, are fine to get in touch with. All right. We got to figure out how to make this thing come down to Texas here, buddy. We do, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no pressure. But, no pressure but, yeah, well, if we could just get one, you know, gosh, it would just flourished and the the design and the look i'll email you some pictures of some of our stores that's awesome so but no but i would just love to network with you some more jeff just to oh. you know is a i would love for you to be an ear and i can be an ear for you and yep. and and uh i just want to help i just want to grow and and i just want to grow yeah and I like to say the same thing. I mean, that's why that's why I started doing a lot of these interviews. You know, the first part of the podcast was really just me on there talking about these concepts. But I wanted to start to show people that if you want this, you can do it. I mean, you could have easily you could have easily said, OK, you know, I got laid off. <clears throat> I got another job. I need to have something else, you know, keep keep the safe job. And yeah. you know, the, the I think the fallacy that most people don't realize is there is no safe job because it, it, something can change. The business can change. The one thing that I've always said, I mean, I was I was laid off in 2003, uh, October 2nd, 2003. I'll never forget it. And from that point on, for the next almost 12 years, I was affected by that. You know, I stayed working for others. 
But I always had that in the back of my head that what happens if I get fired? What happens if I get fired? What happens if I get fired? And, you know, it was not a great way to live for a long time there. The one thing, and now being an entrepreneur has not been easy. Starting businesses has not been easy by any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I will say is I've slept well and I've never had that feeling on Sunday afternoon of, oh, God, I got to get up. Yeah. For, yeah. for all these years, you know, since 2015. That's priceless. Yeah. So yes, there's been other yeah. worries. Yes, there's been money you know, challenges over this time period. But that's, you know, that's the nature of having a business. But, you know, I just keep surrounding myself by cool people. And, you know, they, they keep me going. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, you know, I have that same story, sir, you know, because when my when we were going to do this cabin coffee, my old boss from Applebee's went to go to, he was, he went to, uh, to uh, Cracker Barrel and he called me and wanted me to head up their development. We're going to move me, pay 125% of my sale of my house here in Clear Lake. Okay. So they would give me the cash. They would sell it. I could have enough to put a down payment on a house in Lebanon, Tennessee is where that is. It's about okay. 40 miles east of, east of Nashville. But I told Angie, I said, I want to live our dream. And we wanted to live in one place. I had moved so many times, Jeff. <laughs> and so had my wife that I just got married to, you know, three years prior to that. And we wanted to have our daughter start and finish school. In one place. Clear Lake. Yeah. And so we did that. And I had those same insecurities you did. Sure. About, oh, my gosh, you know, you could get laid off. And that's what I told Angie. I said, Angie, we can move to Nashville. But, you know, no, no telling what the economy is going to do. We have more control opening our own little store here and doing our own thing. Yeah, correct. And plus, I don't want to live a what if. I don't want to move to Nashville and think, okay, what if we didn't open this cabin coffee? Yeah, yeah. And that's you know? almost worse. That's almost worse that you you live that life of, God, I wish I'd have done that. You know, if I had just tried it. You know, I mean, the worst thing that happened, I, the thing I always told people and I've told my wife you know, the worst thing that could happen is I just have to go work for somebody else again. You know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the best yeah. thing is it all works out in the end. And yeah, it's, once yeah. again, seven years in, it's not been easy every year, but it's gotten a little easier every year. Um, yeah. You know, even during COVID, you know, three of my businesses had the best years that they've ever had. You know, congratulations. Just ended up even, and that's the one where people had to physically come into it, but we still did fine during that time period. It was funny. I was doing the taxes uh, for 2020 and I got done and, you know, I'd, I'd fired my CPA and I'm like, I'll just do the taxes myself. And I got done and went, crap, we actually made money this year. <laughs> what? Hey, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's, a, you know, I think it's, it's, even more than a financial thing, I think it's more of just a community responsibility mm -hmm. to make your business grow. Because yeah. this business is not mine. Yep. Honestly, this is God's. This is all God's. So yep. all I'm doing is being a caretaker of what he's provided for me, natural resources and everything. And so now, do I act like that or behave like that? Sometimes, no, I fall so short. And there's so many times I'm insecure. So many times I have some anxiety. You know, my life is absolutely not perfect. Hmm. Uh, but I still have to look at this as I want to create jobs. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, 
you know, I want to have enough money to retire, but I don't need a huge abundance of money. Mm -hmm. The money that we make here, I want to pour back to open more stores and to provide more jobs. You know where I'm coming from? Absolutely. And and so I think it's, you know, I think it's a sin if we, or if I, I shouldn't say we, because I don't need to judge others, but I think it would be a sin for me for all this to be all for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and boy, we found out right away it isn't about us when we opened that cabin coffee. Oh, There's yeah. so many other things we got to do and so many people we have to pay, all the vendors. There's so <laughs> many things. But, and you know, our vendors, we look at our vendors as partners because some of them we've still had 20 years. You know why? Because they've helped us. I can't yeah. just throw them out just because I'm saving five cents on a bottle of syrup. Yeah, whatever. Why would yeah. I throw them out in the left field when... They helped us get to where we are. That's exactly right. You know, I you think know? for me it was uh, it was interesting because it was it was my my co-working spaces have always been pretty small staff, so you know it, yeah. it wasn't as effective for me. But uh, when I when we launched BK Wealth and we had our first Christmas party and it was pretty small, you know, it just it was it was in my partner's house. And year three, we actually had the the Christmas party down at one of our guys that's kind of South Austin area. They invited us all down and we're sitting there and my business partner and I are sitting kind of over by ourselves. And we both looked and we're like, we have a lot of mouths to feed. We've got, we have to make this thing work. Cause there's a lot, you know, cause it was the, not only the employees, but their families. And you, you come, you, you came to this realization, we have a huge responsibility for all these people, you know, and, and we, we don't take that lightly by any means. Yeah. And, you know, that just shows your character right there, brother, you know, and how much you care because it is, you know, and, and the decisions and like in a small town, I remember when my mother, when I told my mother, I was moving to Clear Lake. Now my mother's from Medill, Oklahoma. Okay. Right. But once they got out of high school, my mom and dad moved to Dallas for work. Right. (laughs) Get out of here. And so she said, do what? Get out of here as quickly as we can. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, so my mother told me, she said, now, sweetie, she called me sweetie. So that's, she said, now you moved to Clear Lake, you know, you got to be careful about what you say and how you act because things get around town a lot in these small towns. It's not like Dallas, you know, the person right next to you doesn't even know what's going on in your life. Yeah. But in these small towns, you know, uh, there, you know, there's just a lot of gossip, a lot of talk. And so you got to keep clean and, you know, and, but anyway, so, you know, when we opened up this business, you know, that is so important that, you know, I mean, the decisions I make, where I go, what I do, what I say matters, Yeah. you know? And so, you know, you gotta, you gotta do the right things and you, you, you know, I don't go to bars. I don't go, you know, I've, you know, I just don't do those things. Yeah. I don't like to go through them anyway. So, but anyway, I don't want to be yeah, in those areas. That way. But yeah, I mean, the other thing, you can't treat you know your employees Yeah, you can't treat your employees poorly or anything like that because it's going to nope. get around. It's going to get around. It's going to yeah. get around. So your behavior, you know, when you're in the grocery store, you know, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, but, you know, we have, gosh, we have probably 400 employees now. Now, you know, franchisees have their own yeah. employees, but overall, we have a lot. And so, you know, it is, it's, you know, when I was talking to you about the anxiety sometimes and the insecurity, it's because, my God, the decisions I make yeah. are important. But 
the nice thing about it, I just had a meeting with two of our employees here. We're doing our new questionnaire for our franchisees. Okay. I did most of those. I did have some help, but these, these two young ladies can do a heck of a lot better job than I can. And they yep. took this and they said, oh, we need to have this, this, this. I said, take it away, girls. Yeah. Do your magic. Do your magic and come so back to me. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. And that's that's that trust that you have of, you know what? You know this more than I do or better than I do. You know, once again, yes. I always hire better than I am or smarter than I am because I don't need to be the smartest guy in the room. Nor do no. I want to be. <laughs> no. No, I just want to yeah. be able to be smart enough to hire the smartest guy in the room. Yes, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brad, this was such a, a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, you know, like I said, I I hit it off with you right at, at the beginning when uh, when we first met a few weeks ago, and uh, just look forward to the ongoing uh, us us getting to know each other better and and certainly yeah. uh, helping each other out down the road. So uh, we'll you know, see folks, here. You've uh, you've got a wonderful uh, connection here up in, in Iowa and around. So look for those cabin coffee companies. See if you have one close to where you're at and go in and uh, and help Brad uh, add more to the to the empire of, uh, of cabin coffee companies all over. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks a it lot. It has been an honor. It has been an honor myself, my friend. Um, Look forward to it, like I said. And uh, folks, you know, as always, we do this Wednesday or Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. We put the shows out. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, and we will see you all back here next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.